0: Mike Rose, you were the star of this film, and the victim of this controversial tape, SEX. I was the star, but uh, I was like, oh, Wade and Eric, you clearly have a problem with gay people, sex. or talented people, or, or go-getters, which I am all those. Uh, sex, there was sex. nothing there for the character, so basically I was like, okay, here's the character. He loves shopping. Sex. And so much that he was going to break the Guinness Book World Record for shopping. Guess what? He also has a family. Sex. So it's a balancing act. Steve Agee, if you remember, was originally attached to the film and they edged him out. Why? Maybe because he plays a gay man on a television Steve challenge? Agee! He makes a great spaghetti sauce! You are listening to Primetime Flies, a Channel 101 podcast where time flies and we talk with all sorts of Primetime, Channel 101 and Frequency 101 people, creators, writers, actors, directors. And the point is to get to know these wonderful people and we'll learn more about their craft, certainly their relationship with Channel 101. And I'll use my time to shower them with much deserved appreciation, affection and gratitude for their work. Wow, thanks for listening to episode one last week. This is episode two of Primetime Flies, and I'm glad you're here. A little self conscious now, but that's okay. If you're in 101 and you'd like to be on the show, you want to comment on it, yell at me, whatever, send me an email at gmail.com. And if you're driving, it's in the show notes. Kelsey Abbott, who recently has been generously and brilliantly voicing some characters for Frequency 101 shows, made her first Channel 101 co-creation at the beginning of 07, which was Vache, Justin, and Kelsey's reporters, one of my faves for show. Since then, she started learning animation, bringing us the wonderful worlds and, uh, character... characters? Easy word to say. Of railroad times, Sherpa Derp, The business animated show, as well as her last Channel 101 offering, Dentist Tad. As well as all kinds of great live action stuff, Switcheroo comes to mind. And of course, the business show, uh, Skateboard Cop and other collabs with Wade Randolph, who was on Primetime Flies uh, last week. Kelsey's dope creative voice and or literal voice has infiltrated and wildly enhanced great shows like Uncle Grandpa, The Fungies, now on Cartoon Network, and one of my personal fave cartoons ever, Julia Vickerman's 12 Forever on Netflix. Watch it. Watch it twice. It was a real treat for me to chat with Kelsey, finally. And we'll go into that chat from mid-May with Kelsey Abbott right after this. Hey, it's a me, Mario. Love Channel 101, but hate looking at shit. Try Frequency 101. All you gotta do is record an audio pilot, take it five minutes or less, and submit it to... submissions 101com The listening audience will vote for the favorites, Mamma Mia, and the top five shows will return next month. And don't worry, it's all audio, so you won't have to look at any fop-dongs. Frequency 101! You won't have to look at any dicks or buttholes!
1: hello sorry i'm late
0: that's okay all right cool <laughs> i just looked at the time no it's not
1: <laughs> oh shit
0: i'm sorry <laughs> is, how, how is your day going
1: it's okay uh so i've been real tired how have you been
0: same like i'm simultaneously i hope i don't numb uh anything <laughs> by saying this too many times of course i'm a big fan of yours and i'm happy to chat with you today okay. today tonight But after that, I will be done zooming for the rest of the month, which is gonna be a huge relief. Oh,
1: wow. Yeah, that's great. I can't imagine going a day without Zoom, (laughs) having to do some sort of Zoom.
0: What a dream. (laughs) (laughs) So you like it? You don't get burnout with
1: the Zoom? Oh, of course I do, yeah. But I just, I had like, there's some like meeting, everything's done through Zoom, you know? So, yeah. Having meetings and shit. So there's, yeah, okay.
0: So there's no prerequisites for this. I don't expect you to have listened to the podcast before, but you know, it's just um, a hanging out, get to know you. It's not like super formal interview style. I like to just let it rip. Yeah. Like, but the, the Channel 101 podcast you've been on with people you already know, only you don't know me. And I appreciate anyone who's willing to be on a show where they don't know me yet. Much appreciated. <laughs>
1: okay. Yeah, of course.
0: Time for a clip a clip of Two Girls, One Cup, the show inspired by the uh, sensational internet video. It's about a solo cup that's obsessed with his scheme to get girls to shit in him and do stuff with the shit. Uh, One of the girls in the episode, Alyssa, played by Kelsey, will she fall for Cup's evil scheme? Who knows? In Christian Laguilu and Justin Roiland's Two Girls, One Cup, the show from 2008.
1: I don't remember a toilet being in here. Oh man, that stupid sweater with the cat hair. Uh Well, But you... Cup? Is that you? Uh, yeah. Why are you dressed as a toilet? Oh, 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 boy. I got it! I got the part! Yes! Cup, I got the part! Thank you so much, you rock! I could totally kiss you right now. Okay, that's, that's great, but... I want to know why Cups dress like a toilet. Cup, you are so devious. I can't believe you. I I, I don't know what to say. He must I, be auditioning for the part of the toilet in my play. He obviously didn't want me to be alone. Oh, oh, uh, yeah, yeah, that's it. Boy, uh, there's no in you guys. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh, thank you for having me. and Thank you for that very nice intro. <laughs> it makes me blush. <laughs> I you, practice it.
0: Any, anyone who, who knows uh, the color of your hair, like how would I tell if you were blushing anyway?
1: <laughs> yeah, I'm just like pale white all the time anyway. <laughs> uh, just, just believe me. I'll just, I'll just listen to my words. That works. It made me blush.
0: The first thing that I like to do on this new show, Primetime Flyers 101 Stats, which are basically just my messy assembly of what you can find on 101.com. So you're Primetime Flyer number 108, because when you go to Channel101.com, it's talent 180. Sorry. Okay. Okay, so here it is. Primetime Flyer 180, 101 Stats, some Kelsey Abbott back of the baseball card stuff. What the 101 website has. You can all check it out to correct me if you need Shows with a creator credit include 26 titles, 10 prime timers. Please forgive me as I figure out episode to episode how I'm going to do this. Uh, Including shows like Reporters, Tales from Railroad Times, Business, Robot Pie Business. Lots of business in there. Heard of them? Heard of those shows? The first was the January 07 screening of Reporters, episode one of five. The most recent of which was Dennis Tad. In the October 26th, 2019 screening, Kelsey shares her longest runner with Wade Randolph from the last episode with 10 episodes of Business. I can't read my own chicken scratch. Uh, <laughs> 10 episodes of the Business. That's right. Both Kelsey and Wade Randolph had other duos they broke ground with, but together as Kelsey Wade did the most damage. A highly sought after actor, Kelsey rocked 90 episodes of shows. Holy fuck. Uh, The first acting credit predating reporters was a legendary little show called Young Stephen Hawking. Heard of it? Others include non-Kelsey-created shows, Two Girls, One Cup, The Show, The Bed and Breakfast Club, Boner for Boner, Ninja Cop, Alex Kavitsky's Guide to Filmmaking, and Bleeding Out, and so many others. No big deal. And before we go further back, do you remember how many shows uh, you submitted, Kelsey, to Channel 101 before you got in with your first one? I had
1: one. There was one show. I did one... uh one thing that didn't get in before I got my next show in. And what was that? It was called Careverse. It was a Careverse cartoon. It was pretty good. <laughs> yeah, I liked it.
0: Do you still have it?
1: I do. It's on my YouTube. Okay. Yeah. You don't have to watch it or anything.
0: <laughs> well, I mean, we can redact that.
1: It has a lot of views because it's just called the Careverse. <laughs> People just thought it was like a Careverse cartoon. It's not. <laughs>
0: Well, being a distant one-on-oneer, I'm completely unaware. But you have uh, one Channies, I'm sure. And if so, what for?
1: Oh yeah, um, I don't, man, I have a, I have a, I have a bunch. Not to brag, <laughs> not to brag, but um, I know. I think I got Best Actress for Reporters, which is funny. So that was terrible on that. Um, best cartoon for Real Times. Uh, skateboard Cop won a bunch. I got like a Best Commercial one. No, I got another Best Actor one. I don't know when. Probably for Skateboard Cop, I think. Yeah, I can't remember the rest. I
0: don't know. <laughs> it's all good. I, <laughs> well, like I mean, the last thing I want to do Did is going to go up? like before you come on the podcast. I need you to do a little research for me. Can you give me the synopsis of all your submitted <laughs> pilots and Channy's CV? How do? Here. Oh shit! Like, shit
1: okay, a few I of I just, them. Some of them broke.
0: <laughs> right. So, if those of you listening to this podcast couldn't hear that shelf, it. uh
1: yeah i know it's just
0: you i'm blinded by the california sunlight bouncing off that gold
1: <laughs> it's actually very chilly, very overcast today I mean, it's why i've had a sleepy day sunshine here. Uh, also, it's like six thirty. you know the sun starts to go down it's not always sunny
0: in the arctic hate to brag even though it's like wind chill of minus 30 right now and that's celsius americanize that it's really fucking cold.
1: <laughs>
0: it's brutal right now, but the sun at this part of the year—I know 11 to 3 a.m. a light dusk, and the rest of it is fully sunlit. Whereas from November through like February, it's just black with uh, a little bit of dusk in the mid-afternoon.
1: That's crazy. What a what a you're living a crazy life. <laughs> it is.
0: This next clip is from Business, Episode 4. Kelsey's character, Reed, has a way of jousting with her co-worker, Wade Randolph's Palmer, that just makes hilarity ensue. Almost non-stop. Again, this is from Episode 4 of Wade Randolph, Kelsey Abbott, and Todd Bishop's co-creation, 2012's Business. Back Brothers forfeit! Reed and Palmer win! How come collect your prize. I am so sorry. I have to tell you there is no longer a bat in here. That's all right. We don't even want the prize. We just wanted the thrill of the victory, no, right? No, no, no!
1: Oh,
0: all right, yeah, yeah. You you don't even want it. This is stupid. Fine, whatever.
1: That's not that's not true. That's I want the prize. I want the prize.
0: You said you didn't want it already. You don't get it, okay? I, he he it's that. it's fine, whatever.
1: Please, please give it. The... You
0: said you didn't want it.
1: <laughs> Pulling the ball. You're
0: not getting
1: it. <laughs> See you on Monday. <laughs> I'm gonna kill myself. I'm gonna kill myself!
0: When maybe you think of the fact that it lives on this website, all we're seeing is the fun, wild creativity, this misfit energy, and it brings us a lot of joy. So, with all those shows that I listed and, and everything else, Thank you so much for making it. Thank you for doing it. Uh-huh. Uh, I've been able to enjoy it. And that's why I'm so fucking nervous trying to talk to you right now.
1: Oh, don't. be. Come on. I'm not scary. I'm not, I'm not anything.
0: Well, thank you very much. Okay. How have you been lately? And how's this week in the life of Kelsey, or you can, you can specify to creative stuff. Cause I, I always want to know.
1: Well, I'm, I'm doing all right. This week's been fine. I'm kind of, I'm working like a couple freelance jobs. Uh, Keeping busy. I guess. I'm writing on a, a video game, which is interesting process. Uh, and doing the Nickelodeon show, like a freelance writing on that. So just a little that I'm grateful to have.
0: I, I just rewatched the trailer for Battle Toads. Love how many one-on-one people are voicing in that. Yeah. Uh, and you wrote on that as well, right? Yeah. From the perspective of like those of hmm. us who grew up with that shit, like what was it like? being like, I'm working on a video game and it's Battletoads.
1: Well, well I did. I, I always played I played Nintendo growing up. My brother was really into it. all the video game systems. He played everything. I don't, rem- I don't remember playing Battletoads though. So I knew of Battletoads, but I felt a little guilty not being like a huge Battletoads nerd writing on it. But we were trying to do something kind of different from whatever the original which wasn't like the original didn't have much of a story. It was just kind of an Ninja trip off, you know, but uh, it was cool. It was really fun. I mean, I worked with Tom Kaufman. He's the one who was like, he was brought on the project and he then brought me on and then Wade came on to help write. It was just a lot. Of, it was a lot of fun. It's a different process than I'd ever been a part of. And it was cool.
0: <laughs> I mean, that's awesome. I I haven't played video games probably since the 90s, but I would play that just because I know that like, I mean, Eric Bows is on it. Well, it's from 101. Ryan Ridley.
1: Ryan Ridley, yeah. We got time to do. Um, who else did something? It should be
0: called Battletoads
1: 101. <laughs> yeah, I mean, well, because yeah, we Tom was, like, was very involved with like a lot, like every step of the way of that game. And, you know, we just have a lot of talented friends. Might as well get them in there if we can. Oh, yeah. So.
0: Okay. So those of you listening to this, it's early July. Cartoon Network is now presenting the Fungies, which I, yeah. I might have tried to watch because it was on HBO Max last year. I think it's awesome.
1: Yeah. Oh, thank you. I love it.
0: What exactly does that mean for the show?
1: Oh, I mean, I think it's more More people hopefully will watch it. It was, a. I mean, I, we made it at Cartoon Network. It was supposed to be a Cartoon Network show, but then there was a merger, like a whole Turner thing, where all these Cartoon Network shows would premiere on HBO Max. And uh, they didn't do like a great job of promoting like any of the new Cartoon Network shows. So I think um, the creator especially was excited that it's going to be a Cartoon Network. I think more hopefully more people will watch it yeah and they did on HBO next (laughs) yeah Uh, it's yes nice yeah more accessible I guess you know I feel like I will get residuals maybe (laughs) because it's going to be on tv where I don't get residuals for writing on streaming services (laughs) right so that's exciting
0: Only in the last five to six years did I even take a look at cartoons and recognize that there was and I don't even know when it's when it started. I don't know how long ago and what was like the first cartoon in this vein. It had to be like just a bit over a decade, like going back to like adventure time as an adult looking at cartoons that were made long after I was a kid. Yeah, there's this really cool element of not only like a shit ton of cartoons that are for adults only, but like cartoons for adults that are in the style of a kid show and it's like kids can watch it too but like an adult would enjoy it am, am i yeah. am i hitting on anything that like makes sense
1: well yeah of course i think that's like kind of the goal I, now especially is like make it interesting for the parents if they happen to be watching with the kids too like why not also like you know it makes it you can have like a little weirder jokes or whatever that maybe just parents wouldn't appreciate uh, it makes it more fun to write and stuff and i think hopefully helps with the ratings or whatever. Older people like it too, or teenagers, or whatever.
0: Definitely. Was there just, just like a slow, gradual transition that I missed?
1: <laughs> I don't know. I don't know when it happened. I mean, Adventure Time is probably good because a lot of you know older people like and still do love Adventure Time. It's a very smart show, and it wasn't pandering to children. Also, kids aren't stupid, you know. Like they don't have to be like little kitty cartoons, and they, we know they're not stupid. They have the internet; they see they see some pretty fucked up shit. So. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, you could say, like, I don't know if Stimpy is considered, like, because that was very gross and weird. I know, like, my parents didn't care for it, but it feels like kind of like an older screwed thing now. So you wouldn't get away with that shit (laughs) on Nickelodeon anymore.
0: Cut you off again. I'm sorry. I totally knew group people. No,
1: No, you didn't at all. No, you didn't.
0: That couldn't even watch The Simpsons.
1: I cut you off. I just interrupted Oh, really? That's funny. Yeah, that's another one. I mean, The Simpsons is definitely... I I loved it as a kid. And there's so many jokes I didn't get, didn't appreciate until I was older. But I mean, I don't like The Simpsons anymore because it's not good anymore. It's awful now. I don't know if you've watched any episodes. I fucking hate them. But... Uh,
0: All of my favorite Simpsons episodes are in three by four, if that helps. However, the Apple Mm -hmm. Store or whatever, they, they decided to cut off the tops and bottoms and make them widescreen- for a lot of shows, a lot of the shows I grew up yeah. with, like Seinfeld, like they're just like, oh, fuck the tops and bottoms, let's make it wide because everyone likes wide. I'm like, I don't, not for everything, not for shit yeah, that no, wasn't made that way. It's not, I don't
1: like it. That's why I'll prefer to watch like old Simpsons on my DVDs or
0: whatever because they're still the original way. Yeah,
1: the DVDs got it right. Okay, so.
0: <laughs> <laughs> clip time, clip cl- intros now with more context. Ben Plimer, Wade Randolph, and Kelsey made a show called Robot Pie Business. I watched it then as I did when the website was updated in fall 2016, and I still don't know if they're robots or if the pies are robots, but I don't think it matters because it's Kelsey Wade, and company being fucking funny. So enjoy this sweet slice of Robot Pie. Business, episode two.
1: All right, let's take a look in the old rat
0: bag. Oh, we got a white rat. That's perfect for lab experiments, you know, testing out makeup, see if they cry.
1: No, no it needs to be brown. We're replacing our friend's rat.
0: Oh, ooh, ooh. we got a black rat. That's perfect for Halloween. No, it's got to be brown, dude. Uh, I got a gray rat. Gray rat's good for nothing. Hate gray rats. Hey,
1: uh, we'll just take this brown one. What the fuck's wrong with you?
0: Well, there is a... F- Uh, A factor of my payment.
1: Here you go, loser.
0: (laughs) That's all there. Just get the fuck out of here.
1: Get the fuck out! Go!
0: Go. Get the fuck out of here!
1: Goddamn maniac. What the fuck is wrong with you? Oh, it's a cute little guy, huh?
0: Zach's gonna love him.
1: Yeah. So, how do you want to kill it?
0: Hmm. How you gonna kill the rat? Gonna use a baseball bat.
1: Well, I guess that didn't work. Maybe stab it with a fork. Oh, no, that rat is fast. Use your finger, laser blast. Good job killing the rat. Now go give it back to Zach. Oh, yeah.
0: What's the most adult thing you've done in the last in the last year that you, you look in the mirror and go, Kelsey, you you kick ass.
1: I don't know, pay my bills time. <laughs> I guess I don't know. Take take jobs that I don't necessarily want because I know it's good to get money <laughs> and pay those bills. That's adult, I guess.
0: <laughs> Do you find that you mo- more often than not feel like there's a balance?
1: Sure. Yeah. Yeah. No. I- I consider myself very lucky. I can, I have time to do it. so Like, and even the jobs that I, I don't like necessarily love, I still, I'm still very happy with them. It's still writing and being creative in some way and stuff. I'm lucky. I'm grateful. All that. I don't, I don't feel like an adult at all. I forget that I'm like 35 all the time. It's weird. I, feel like, I don't feel like an adult.
0: I liked what you had to say though. I, <laughs> I, I, I could feel you playing ball with me on that. If anything, like, is there anything eating your grapes or something you've been thinking about?
1: I don't know. I always get worked up about like this quote unquote cancel culture stuff that always bugs me, I guess. Just people getting off on like being able to uh, bully anybody who thinks differently. Not that I don't think that some good things have come from that for sure, but I think a lot of people abuse it or get like very power hungry, you know?
0: It's like the car.
1: It's <laughs> says something I don't like, what? it's like what?
0: It, it's like the car. It can get us from point A to point B, but depending on who's driving it.
1: Yeah. I think people are just like blurring lines and stuff. Like they think everything that they don't agree with is bad. And it's, just, and it's not, I mean, you have an option of not listening to somebody who you don't like what they're saying. You know what I mean? It's not, you don't have to end their their life because you don't like what they're saying. Necessarily, you know,
0: most people at 18 who have a very loud voice in the world and are being 18 have so much growing up to do.
1: <laughs> well, yeah, I think also not, like younger than 18. I mean, we're giving teenagers a huge voice on Twitter and TikTok and stuff, you know, and they don't, they don't know enough yet. I mean, like a lot of them don't get like satire or an irony or anything, you know, and they take everything so literally and they have such a huge voice.
0: But I also mean, like, kind of, like, People can, get, people can get canceled in the ages between 18 and, and, and 28. And who knows if 28 is when someone makes all the mistakes they need to make before they become the best version of themselves. So in, 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 yeah. in, in a period of time like that, we should be, I mean, depending on the severity of the mistake, we should be allowing people to make mistakes and change and grow and get to. Exactly.
1: Yeah. yeah when people like bring up something like, oh, you have like a 10 year old tweet or whatever that, is a little offensive. Like, you know, if they say they're sorry and you know, I was a different person.
0: And doesn't reflect who they are now. Yeah.
1: Yeah. A lot of people don't like accept that. They're just like, fuck you, fuck you forever. You fucked up once. And it's just kind of unfair because everybody has made mistakes. And definitely, yeah. On the, on the internet, like, for sure. I mean, there are things I've done or whatever, like, written. And I just was just like, ah, that's gross. like, not even like, not offense, not necessarily offensive or like cancel worthy, but just like even cringe where is he like, oh ugh, ugh, I hate that I did that. Because you do make mistakes and you learn. Um it's always a uh, something thinking about
0: speaking of growing up, I was actually thinking about this today because I remembered some <laughs> shit from childhood that made me cringe. Did you ever crank call?
1: Oh yeah. I not by myself, like usually with my brother. I remember him calling a random number and just flushing the toilet. I mean that was so funny. <laughs> not a slight thing to
0: did you ever try to go for anything like collaborate like a character?
1: Oh, yeah. You know what? Recently, honestly, and Wade was there, too. What was it? We called a the theater. We prank called a the theater for some reason. I think we we're just really drunk. I can't remember what movie it was, but I was pretending want to get tickets, even though I'm underage. And then he called and said, please don't let my daughter get tickets to this movie. It was I don't. I wish I could remember. It wasn't that fun. It was very funny to us. Yeah. And the AMC theater teenager. So flustered and I feel so bad. <laughs> it's, also, it's just a rush. It's a rush. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and I see you two as adults, but I, it, it's unaffected by the joy I get from imagining, hey, please, don't let... I can't do away. D- forget that I even started that sentence.
1: <laughs>
0: it came to mind today that the only prank call I ever did, I did alone. I, I, didn't, I didn't study any sort of methodology about how to do one that's entertaining or funny. You didn't and study
1: the Jerky Boys?
0: No. <laughs> I heard about them.
1: <laughs> it's, it's not. It's not. I don't think it's funny anymore. Funny as a kid.
0: I was probably 10 and I'd seen Billy Madison and there was some sort of crank call in that. I don't know. Yeah. And it's kind of stupid that I didn't do it with someone there with me because the whole point is you're entertaining people around you. Crank calls, not for everyone. Not everyone's good at it. No, it's very,
1: it's very nerve wracking. <laughs> it is. It's a very, it's funny. It's fine. But it's nerve wracking. <laughs> you know what uh, I think? The theater one was Wade called and said he's worried about his daughter going on a date with an older person and seeing this rated R movie. So he wanted to buy all the tickets in the theater. So we wouldn't be able to. And then I'd call and say something like, oh, I was the mom. That's what I was. And my husband's trying to get my daughter to not see this movie, but I want her to be able to have fun. Don't let him buy all the tickets or something like that. It was very funny.
0: That's awesome. (laughs) Yeah. I, I could see... I could see the right. beginning of a, of a Kel Suede <laughs> show. Like you guys came up with the characters. There was an arc. <laughs> Pretty neat. Mm-hmm. Forgive me. Cause I'm sure you've chatted before on one-on-one podcasts or other podcasts about your early years, but this is my show. And it says, um, yeah, of course. on IMDB that you were born in Clinton, Iowa, USA. Is that where you grew up? Um,
1: that's where I grew up. It was where I was born. I was born in Illinois, suburb of Chicago, but I moved to Clinton when I was like five and lived there. until so I moved, moved to college and then I, in here
0: okay so you probably you probably
1: have my really- mom was always she always mentioned my mom's always like you were not born in clinton island my mom does not like <laughs> but she's still there unfortunately
0: what was your feeling of that place that because i've never been there i've never been to los angeles but like before you moved to la you must have had a feeling you must have either been feeling like can't hey, glad to finally get out of this shithole or it was I'll miss this place, but I'm following my LA dream. So like, what, what was your thought of the place as you left it?
1: Um, Clinton is very, it's a small town. It's boring. There's not much going on. Um, and then I went to college as a biology major and I wasn't, I'm just, was never happy. I don't know. I didn't know what to do. It was just like, you have to pick a job. I like animals. I'll do biology. And I never expected to move it to LA. I just didn't think it was a possibility. It seemed like silly. You know, you grow up in the Midwest. It's kind of hard to get out sometimes, but I got in channel. I, I saw some channel one early, like 2005, kind of time, House of Cosby's and shit. And then I made MySpace friends, Justin Moreland. And then we were chatting for a while, and he had me come out and visit. And that's when I first came to LA. And he's like, you should just move here. And so I did. It was just a very sudden, like, spontaneous thing that I can't imagine doing now. It's so weird. And I was just like, yeah, you know Fuck it. I'll go to LA. I'm not happy here.
0: Heading on the highway. <laughs> yeah, th- there's not a song cool enough for the opening scene of that movie.
1: <laughs> I like visiting Iowa. I love seeing my family, and like it's nice. There are seasons there, you know. Like I would, I love seeing snow. I love snow. Mm-hmm. So when I get to go back and like this time, hopefully it snows because I love that shit. But other than that, I'm happy. It's not moving.
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, that's a pretty cool if the baseline answer is like, why did you move to LA? And the answer is because it's awesome or because Channel 101. Uh, there's no wrong reason. I mean, I've, you know, listen, I've listened to a lot of Snoop Dogg and I know that Channel 101 is there. That's all I need.
1: I never, yeah, I never thought I would live in LA. I never thought I'd move to the West Coast. If I, like my big city dreams was like, I like the East Coast because I like snow and shit and I like I like big skyscrapers I like how New York looks but I'm very I'm happy how it worked out I, I'm much happier here I don't think I'd be happy in New York it seems too busy it's too right. much it's too much in New York
0: I've visited New York and it just seems
1: unexpected. like unexpected yeah yeah seems like <laughs> in
0: order in order to not feel like a tourist you have to join I don't know it's almost like the Matrix it just seems like
1: yeah I feel like LA is chill more laid back more spread out or something I don't know what I know I've only, I went to New York once when I was like 10, so I don't really fucking know.
0: Maybe it's great. Well, listen, people are not coming to this podcast for like a proper geography lesson or a proper expose on places to live. We're just chilling, Mm -hmm. chilling out with Kelsey Abbott. (laughs)
1: That's
0: nice. nice. This uh, will be a clip from episode one of Barbershop, which I guess I shouldn't mention the episode number because it was only a failed pilot. Which begs the question, why the fuck wasn't in episode one of 15? I love it. Here's more Kel being undeniably hilarious in 2011's Barbershop. Oh, well, that Colt, I feel bad because that Colt is a good man.
1: You saying Colt's a good man?
0: Oh, it's just, Deidre, I just don't know if Barbara loves me anymore.
1: Oh, you're being crazy now.
0: She used to, every time I would come home, she would have a hot pocket for me. And she still does, but it used to be pepperoni. And now it's just ham and egg. And they say there's cheese in it, but I don't taste no cheese. Yeah, I don't
1: taste no cheese either. I
0: gotta do something to put the spark back in our relationship.
1: Oh, look who the cat drugged in. What you need, Preston? I want to close this place down. You can't do that. I'm the owner. I can do whatever I want. You're not even cutting real hair. It's just wigs on boxes. Hey, no! You two have two days. Hairdresser,
0: hairdresser, whoa, hairdresser, hairdresser. So, you're in the illustrious quartet Get Back Gang with Aaron Pierce, Kate Freund, and Callie Kazoo. Currently on hiatus, probably just waiting on post COVID protocol. Go ahead.
1: Oh, I love them and I love doing that. We didn't, I mean, we were, we've been doing this off and on for years, but even before COVID, it's been a long time since we practiced. We're also busy or we couldn't get together. And it's like, I would love to get together again with them, waiting for Callie to get vaccinated.
0: <laughs> Holy. I feel like that it can exist whenever you guys wanted to.
1: Well, Hopefully,
0: Was there like a thought during it like, guys, we need to take this seriously. we need to make let's sign a deal. Let's, or was it, as I imagine, just like a fun friends getting together to do something?:
1: It was more fun friends getting together. Yeah. Yeah. just wanted to hang out with those guys, those girls and, and, and hang out. I don't know, and like anytime we got like a show or anything, it was just like, oh, that's nice, that's nice of them. I am not a comfortable performer, music, a musical performer. I get so fucking nervous. I hate playing instruments live in front of people. So mm-hmm. it's always really, really stressful when we actually had to do a show or something. I like just practicing with them, and hanging out. I think Ali's a pro.
0: <laughs> now, now and then, I'm assuming because I read the the caption you've posted, like Instagram bits of songs. So is that like a sick thrill?
1: Oh, that. that's, that's easier because it's not live. It's a live performance thing where I just like my mind is like, I guess like I'm so nervous of fucking up, you know, right. with the Instagram videos, I can make as many as I want before I get it right. You know? <laughs> yeah. So that doesn't bother me. Like, I don't mind that. Like, that's the same with one on one. It's not live. Live performance is the one that scares me.
0: So it's seeing the eyes.
1: Yeah. Yeah, see in the eyes. You get it. You're the you're, you're an editor. You can always fix something that's like pre-recorded, or you, you know you take as many times as you need to. But if you fuck up live, there's no going back.
0: Well, I've done live. I've done live radio. I've always dreamt of being like a good improviser because then you can just have like confidence right. that you'll always be on when you need to, need to be on, and you never have to. Worry about going off and then meticulously editing yourself in a coherency. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of music, what music were you into growing up that you're still a fan of today? That doesn't make you cringe.
1: Um, I, I, Radiohead was my first big love and I still love Radiohead. I mean, the old albums are great. I don't know. Um, I like. it doesn't make me cringe. Okay. Um, well, some bands don't make me cringe, but they're, I don't, I wouldn't say they're good. Like I still can enjoy them. They're like Nine Inch Nails and Manson and System of Down. I love those like early teenage shoes. I still like Blur. I still like.
0: Oh, awesome. I mean, I like all the bands you just mentioned. I fucking love Blur.
1: Yeah, I love Blur. I still love Blur. And they're not embarrassing. Uh, and they were a band I liked a lot growing up. Radio High was the first one. I remember like in like, I was like, 10 or so, it's my brother is so my brother is very cool and he's a couple of years older and he got like he would show me really cool music so I was lucky about lucky to have him and he introduced me just radio head which is great uh, I like toadies growing up <laughs> they're still not embarrassing I don't think no. <laughs> I think I like more embarrassing music now I like like I can enjoy pop music now but like when I was like a teenager I was like oh that's I am cooler than that which is like stupid it's like mathematically made to please the ear pop music so absolutely now i'm just like i'm for it i'll listen to anything now (laughs) Mm
0: -hmm. i don't know if you remember the band all saints they did like never ever yeah i was always a huge fan of them and i think i just came around later to liking nsync and bsb But i I think i always liked their (laughs) stuff but you would never hear me admit to any of that growing up However, at the time, like of being 14, I loved Limp Bizkit and corn. And I can't, if I hear it, I'll be like, oh, being 14. But the music sucks. I don't like it at all. <laughs> like, it's so cringy.
1: <laughs> I went to the corn concert when I was 16. My friend was very into corn. She still loves corn. <laughs> and I never really got into corn, but I did go to the concert. I remember that. Never was, And she was very into Limp Bizkit. I feel like those are two probably that you get in together. And I didn't. I would listen to it with her. I was never like huge into those guys. (laughs) I get it. I get like, I mean, I'm embarrassed of Manson now. Like it's embarrassing. Right. like Manson. But like, (laughs) I love Manson when I was like 12 and 13. Fucking loved it.
0: Yeah. When I was in elementary school is when Beautiful People came out. Yeah. And he did the cover of Sweet Dreams.
1: Yeah. My mom had that CD. So I listened to that. My mom was cool too. My mom loved Nirvana. And she likes she bought the Manson album because she likes Sweet Dreams a lot. Pretty cool.
0: How much do you miss concerts? Were you a big concert goer between, between before COVID?
1: You know, no, I, I was younger. I liked going to concerts a little bit. i never been a huge concert. I went to like um, this music festival when I was like 19 or something. It kind of like was the most miserable experience. I was in Chicago and the summer is so fucking hot. And I was just like, I don't, I can listen to this at home. Uh, yeah, I went to an uh, at the Drive-In concert a few years ago, like maybe like four years ago, and it was so fun. I was in the mosh pit, but the next day my fucking back hurt so bad. And I'm just like, I'm too old to go to concerts. I don't need to go to concerts, so I'm not like missing those a lot. No,
0: I'm I'm a, I'm a yeah. concert goer that likes the seats. Like I like to sit. <laughs> I like to sit yeah. and watch and listen.
1: Yeah, for sure. I just I don't know. There's been so many where I have go, and then like just like parking sucks and. Drinks are expensive and leaving is a big nightmare because so it's like such big venues here. Yeah. Little venues are fun. I like little venues going to like intimate concerts. I saw Built to Spill at a little place and that was really fun. Stuff like that. Like little make me cry because I love them for so long and you see them live and it'll make you like feel stuff. I like that.
0: I got to see, um, I loved Franz Ferdinand from Detroit all of a sudden. I loved Franz Ferdinand ever since like their first album. I think Tonight. By Franz Ferdinand was my favorite. And I got to see them in six, uh, 2016 at a small venue in Toronto. And it was amazing. I was right in front of the bass player. And-
1: yeah, that's really fun. I like the, yeah, the intimate concert. I don't need to go to any more big concerts where you're sitting so far away. You might as well just be listening from home or anything. That's- Who would go yeah, what, that? Was your, what was your first concert?
0: Oh, God. Aerosmith in 98.
1: Oh, that's cool. Aerosmith's cool to see you live. That's fun.
0: I'd say the biggest concert show that I ever saw was Genesis. That was 06 or 07.
1: That's very cool.
0: This is a Channel 101 podcast. I got to do the big boy thing here. I got to adult and reel it into 101 stuff because you took the time to do this with me. And I'm so grateful. And um, let's uh, (laughs) let's break it apart here. I sort of rattled off your uh, 101 resume and people can go check out Talent 180. (laughs) The Channel 101 process with all the things that happen in it what are some of the ways that you felt helped you a lot get better, both creatively and like internally?
1: Well, one of them was, very good, like a creatively, creative thing. Like um, being able to take criticism, like when you don't get voted back instead of just being like a bitch about it. And like, I'm never making a show again. It's just like, all right, well, I'll do something better. Kind of like thickens your skin, I guess. When you get, don't get voted back, which is good to be able to accept criticism, not just like, makes up you think's great and like everybody doesn't like it is wrong it's like well knows? I did something I could have done better I like I like that I did that I mean one on one did help with everything like I learned how to edit I learned how to do shitty animation from just wanting to make a one on one show by myself you learn editing you learn that you need to be how to do audio and shit I don't know it's a very it's a great learning process you have to do it fast Uh I mean I think it I think the, the being rejected helps a lot or not being voted back in just to like humble you. It's a good thing. There are people who like they get rejected once or they get voted out once and they're fucking like done. And that's mm-hmm. that's not I don't think that's the greatest attitude.
0: And then that person yeah. went and invented TikTok, <laughs> Like all the things like TikTok that fucking suck or just like, Hey, anyone can make anything and no one can ever reject it. Put all your stupid shit on this new thing. <laughs> I just made that up and whatever.
1: i <laughs> some of it's true. I don't know. Seeing the audience is great. Like having an honest reaction, like getting the laughs or not getting laughs where you got good you laughs. It's just like, a, it's great to have like that. It was a, it was a, God, I almost say grateful again. I'm grateful to have that, but like it was, it was very helpful just having the constant competition and shit. And then learning that like it doesn't mean you can blame the audience, you can blame whatever you want, but like mostly you should just get better, like keep bettering yourself or just try harder. Yeah.
0: You've been on, I've enjoyed, well, every episode of the Channel 101 Patreon podcast, Surfing Through Time. So I think I just don't recall. They always ask everyone at the end of that, will they make another show? Or I, I'm just curious. Dentist Tad from 2019. That was the the last show that's credited to Talent 180. Mm-hmm. Why nothing since Kels?
1: I don't know. You know, 2020 was a weird year. It didn't feel like it. <laughs> I guess didn't like. I didn't. I did like a couple of little animations. I just put on my like Instagram or whatever. But like the only thing I could do by myself is animating, and it's such a fucking takes so long (laughs) it's such a hard and it never turns out quite like i like it too so i'm not that good i'm really not like i'm not a great animator or artist i just managed to get my point across because i didn't want to bother other people like let's make a show hopefully now i'll make something soon or something you know now that more people are vaccinated (laughs) i'm not good i'm not i'm not the great and like making a live action show by myself it's like oh god what a hard thing i i just i'm not good at that stuff i haven't done it enough getting like that the right equipment for it and everything i don't know
0: well yeah 2020 2021 what are you gonna do everyone's saying that (laughs) that's a cop out (laughs) i'm kidding at the same time like there's no wrong reason because i could imagine myself getting a little bit of burnout and just wanting a month off and then maybe that month off leads to busyness in other areas here's a clip of dentist tad from the October 2019 Channel 101 screening, one of the last pre-COVID screenings in a theater. From script screen, written, performed, and animated by our guest Kelsey Abbott, Dennis Tab. So kid, guess what else? Well,
1: I don't know. Wrong. I got dentist tools instead of hands. So what you think about that? Pretty cool, huh? No. What? Are you stupid? <laughs> what would you have for hands instead? Like, um, shit. Oh, what are kids like? Oh, what are they like? Think, Tad. Oh, Nurse Patty, help. What do kids like? Um, stick balls. Stick? Stick? What? How old are you? Oh, I know. Smartphones. Kids love smartphones. So, so what would you have? Samsung Galaxy phones instead of hands? <laughs> Stupid. No, I would never change my hands. I love them. I use them to play piano and to pray to Jesus. And jerk off. <laughs> you, you, you use them to jerk off? Come on, it's funny. You know Forget this. Get out of my office.
0: But my tooth hurts. Oh, please, Dentist Tad. I'm afraid it's infected. Good.
1: I hope he dies. Get out.
0: Being someone that makes shows for Frequency One, I mean, I know you've done End of the Dark.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I fucking think you're awesome. Do you imagine yourself having fun making a show for an audio-only thing?
1: Yeah, no, that definitely seems fun. I just, um, it's been lazy be honest that is definitely fun you know what it is also like there is a when you have the live audience that's like an extra push because it is such a thrill like hear people react and see them react it's like that's kind of what you're working for so we don't and we don't have that right now like it's just all online and it doesn't feel as satisfying you know doing a show mm-hmm. sounds shitty probably but like part of it was just getting that rush when you go to the theater and listening to people react and stuff and that's not the
0: I cut you off again. Sorry. I think one day I'll be able to like be in the room and I'll probably be so preoccupied looking around and going like they're all in the flesh right now to enjoy the rest of it. There was a point that wasn't about me. (laughs) Oh shit. Well, I think to the point of like not having the audience that there used to be pre COVID with the one-on-one screenings is like for, for me doing this, there's still a lot more recognition and feedback than you'll ever get And any of the scenes that I've experienced back home with anything artistically, like the one on one world of people, at least those that will log into discord or the Facebook thing or the Twitch shit and live react to stuff. That's something I couldn't even imagine getting anywhere else than a community that's L.A. slash screening slash in person based. But it's like it's that world of people that are drawn into it or exist in it. That is fucking killer. So that wasn't really important to yeah. say. I guess that was just me sharing with you.
1: No, I get it. It is very it's a very it's a nice community. I like it. I like everybody's support. It's, you know. It's good. I love having um like a, a deadline to do something. This helps me. I'll we'll make something soon. Get on my back. <laughs> I'm joking. <laughs>
0: you struggle with like self-motivation
1: oh yeah i definitely do i need like sometimes i i work on such shit where they're like oh take your time getting it done like no please give me a fucking deadline like it helps so much
0: Mm -hmm. have you ever asked Um, a friend to like give you a kick in the ass
1: oh yeah for sure where you're like you go like let's do a little writing thing where you have to like finish something by this time like you you motivate each other kind of yeah it helps i need that I am horrible at self-motivating. I would love to sleep all day. <laughs> That's the big thing. I love sleeping.
0: Yeah. I love a good sleep. I'm very aware of how I feel during a day when I've gotten enough or not.
1: I have, a, I, have I have, a problem sleeping at night. I do have a problem. I'll stay up all night, usually not being productive. And then the day ruined. This is 2020. 2020 and COVID's fault. I'll get back to it.
0: I got it's a case insane. of 2020.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Is, I'm just not sleeping right.
1: I never slept good.
0: What What are you the most proud of? We've probably covered this, maybe. As far as emotional growth in the last few years or decade.
1: Okay. Um. I don't know. I think maybe like around 2015. I feel like that's when I stopped. I, I was, I think, not jealous, but like a very, like I got kind of like jealous for it. like where you'd get like kind of... um a defeated like a defeatist feeling like i'll never be as good as this or i'll never get this job or i can't do anything like this that attitude and i i got over that because i think it's not helpful at all like i think that's a great emotional growth time where you don't like jealousy is not even a thing erase it from your repertoire (laughs) i think that's helped a lot with me personally just being happier because i don't know like I used to, I would get jealous of like somebody getting a job like that I didn't even want or that I wasn't going for or something like that. Or I don't know. I think jealousy is a very bad thing.
0: Well, it has two legs, doesn't it? Like jealousy has on. one jealousy has one leg that you can cut off, which is like I know what jealousy is, and I don't. I know that I don't like feeling that way. But then there's the other leg of jealousy, which is some internal uh, thing where it doesn't quite understand yet. Someone else's wins feeling like a loss. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah.
1: No, it doesn't, yeah, it's not helpful. It's yeah. not helpful at all. It doesn't help you at all. It's not, that's not, it's not the same like as motivators. Jealousy doesn't motivate you. It makes you like fucking sad and like angry and stupid. It's like pointless. It's fucking pointless. It's bad. I mean, you can't help but feel it sometimes, but knowing how to like process this and be like, why am I doing just- when I didn't, I wasn't going for the same thing. I didn't ask Kelsey to be on the podcast. Chad did. Like maybe if I did, whatever it is you yeah. have to do to process it. But just being angry and jealous is weird. But I feel like, I, I mean, you know, like you can't, I feel like that's part of, you, you kind of can't help feeling it sometimes and just knowing how to like deal with it. Mm-hmm.
0: The lesson I got from that was like when I went through the years of the worst effect that it had was that I didn't do anything. Or I did so much less than I could have, like, creatively. You're
1: like, what's the point? What's the point? I'm not going to get this. Yeah, it's stupid.
0: You, you need to be, like, selfish enough to, like, take it from a couple of people who know better and, 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 and <laughs> fly right. You little know, dipshits. I don't know. I thought I could turn that into something.
1: Don't be jealous. Don't make excuses. Don't make excuses. I don't know. Don't be jealous. Like, you can't say, like, oh, they got the job because whatever. Blah, blah, blah. Because they blah, blah, blah. Like, who gives a shit? Like fucking, even if that's true, like how does that help you? Fuck it. <laughs> oh, like
0: yeah. And Kelsey agrees with me. It's like a light switch. Just turn that shit off.
1: <laughs> I know. Yeah, you're <laughs> gonna you're gonna feel it. Gonna feel it. You just gotta turn it off because it's not gonna help you in the long run. Just turn it off, and it feels so much better. Man, life is so much better when you don't fucking feel that shit. <laughs> it's one of those ones where it's okay to bury that feeling.
0: <laughs> what was like? um and this could be one-on-one or not. What was like a shitty, like a specific experience a rejection or I don't know, you were filming something and everything went to hell that was, that sucked, but that you benefited the most from in the long run.
1: Um, I went on this one show where a lot of the other people on it were kind of assholes, I guess uh, it was a cartoon show and Boris were kind of shitty. I don't know. And it made me like feel bad at first, but like kind of thickened my skin. I don't know. That's kind of the uh, one thing I can think of at the time it was shitty. I'm like, I hate these fucking people, but I didn't give up and it, and I profited from it. I don't <laughs> know if this is a good answer. I can't think of any one-on-one things where I was like, what well, is a horrible experience? You know, like one-on-ones right. has been pretty fun. Even like in like a bad shoot day, it's still fun. Like we still have an in product or whatever. Let's just try to think. Of, like, uh, Like It was like my first writing job and the other guys, it was all like these dudes and they're all kind of shitty. And I feel like it could have given up, like could have been like sad and like given up, but like just not caring. That's a bad answer. I have no, I don't know what else to say.
0: Keep in mind that I'm interested in getting to know people when I ask them stuff. But at the same time, you know, I'm looking back at the last two questions I asked and I'm like, I sound like I'm trying to be one of those I'm digging deep, getting under your skin.
1: Why are you so sad, Kelsey? Kelsey, why are you so sad?
0: <laughs> That's not what I'm trying to do. let
1: No, let's- no. I think, I mean that was a, I was I felt like I was miserable, like sad, kind of like lonely or whatever, but I did, I do think it made me stronger, like where I just like, well, I can't quit this job, so I have to keep doing what I'm doing, and it, it turned out okay in the end, so kind of helped. Like now I'm more confident kind of being scared in a situation and having to work through it makes you more confident.
0: Do you feel like you have like a, a solid like foundation of peers, like whose counsel means enough to you that?
1: Yeah, sure. I mean, like any, like all my friends, I think I respect so much and um, they've taught, they like me. They like hang out with me and think I'm funny. Like that's, that's good. It does help.
0: <laughs> but you feel believed in that knows that Kelsey Abbott kicks ass at what she does. And we'll remind you when you need reminding.
1: Yes, absolutely. I'm very lucky to have that. I feel like that did help me in a But I have horrible self-esteem and it's very been the hardest part is just being like, oh, I can do this. <laughs> because a lot of times I feel like I can't. So it's always been helpful having these people that I respect, say nice things about me. Kate Florence is a good example. She's a great fucking cheerleader of mine. She always makes me feel good. And wait, I mean... I love Wade. I think he's great. He likes me. It's, probably, it's definitely him. I love that. I love them.
0: Yeah. I'm trying to stop being so fanboyish. Like, cause I know we're all just, this sounds so elementary. We're all just human beings.
1: True. We're all people. It's very sweet. Very sweet. But yeah, you don't have to be. Cause <laughs> we're not, we're not special. So one, I'm, sure.
0: I'm not too green to ask you to do a voice in the future for frequency one-on-one. Um,
1: i love doing voice that's like my fucking love that shit so easy and fun
0: (laughs) great job on Enter the dark by the way i I love i love that show i hope they turn i I mean that
1: was all that was all stuff on uh but i didn't all i did was read what they said (laughs) i didn't even give you a funny voice they're like do your own voice oh i want to do funny voice (laughs) i just like i mean i just yeah my regular voice kind of annoys me
0: (laughs) it i is that an everybody thing don't we all just hate our own Maybe. voices? John Lennon Absolutely. didn't like hearing himself. Sound. Oh,
1: I know. I just watched. Um, I was watching some John. L- I was watching some Beatles documentaries last night. I listened to the sound engineer talking about how uh, John Lennon always wanted to have his voice double because he hated his own voice. It's crazy. That is it was nuts. really cool. Oh um, yeah. I think John Lennon's great. <laughs>
0: I'll, I'll reframe it. I had fun meandering with you. I do want to like ask a couple questions to like put it in a lighthearted because I took it in a downtrodden. What's your favorite one-on-one show that you made? What, which one do you think is the best?
1: Um, I like skateboard crap the best I had the most fun with that. And I think the most episodes of that are good. I like doing business too, but there's so many episodes of that where I'm like, what the fuck, what the fuck is happening? We'll rewatch it and be like, I don't know what's happening. So I like skateboard craft the best.
0: What was like the, the, the non one-on-one project that you had the most fun or enjoyed the most working on and when it could be the same or not, but which one also be, are you the, the most proud of, like, do you think is the.
1: Okay. Yeah. No, no, I got it. Yeah, I did 12 forever. This is a show on Netflix. And I had the most fun on that because um, I was a writer and I was very heavily involved with my best friend made it. And I was also the main voice, which is the best part of it. I love voicing. Same cartoon voices it was so fun. And I am those rabbits. I think it's pretty sweet. I love the show.
0: I think it's great. <laughs> By the way, I wanted to point people out to um there's a podcast where you talk about your crushes. I can't remember the name of the podcast, but I think
1: uh, yeah, crush or something, yeah, Sarah,
0: yeah, check that out. It's like I love the idea of the show because it's all about growing up and and going through stuff. It's I mean, I would love to be on that sh- podcast.
1: Your crush your crushes. yeah. Mine was Matt Stone. I don't want to
0: listen to it. <laughs> yeah, for sure. You've been a wonderful guest. Dear listener, my guest Kelsey Abbott is a staff writer and or voice actor on the shows 12 Forever, The Fungies, Uncle Grandpa. We mentioned some of those already. Too Loud, which is dope. Tw- Snowden was my favorite episode of that. I only watched the first season, I think, as well as a large number of my favorite Channel 101 shows. I'll supply links in the episode notes for you to check out. Including Kelsey on IMDb, Channel One Hundred and One, and whatever socials she wants you to follow her on or not. Congratulations, Kelsey, on all of your successes to date and in the future, and and more so. Thank you for being a creative, entertaining, lover of making shit, and cool person to talk to. I appreciate it. I did a shitty job, but you you played ball.
1: You didn't do a shitty job at all. It was very nice. Those are very nice things to hear. Thank you. I'm not gonna. I'm getting better at taking compliments, which is an adult. (laughs) (laughs)
0: all right so that was my chat with kelsey abbott thanks to the fact that it's kelsey and she's interesting and wonderful and of course awesome on it you probably had an awesome time and didn't mind that i was nervous and clearly overwhelmed by life when it was recorded right you're cool Channel 101 is on all social medias. Links provided in the podcast show notes. Connect, follow, and if you haven't yet, make and submit your shows, submitting them to submissions at channel101.com. You have until July 27th for Channel 101 and July 24th for the audio-only Frequency 101. Every Saturday on the Channel 101 Twitch, which is free, but you can be a supporter, in addition to all of the wonderful archive video streams to watch there's the weekly Saturday Shuffle a playback of Classic Channel 101 shows in a theme I'm not sure what the theme is for tomorrow at the 10th but there's a Twitch video up right now called Remembering Mark Tyke that you should watch if you haven't seen it. I'll provide the link I did not get to meet this fellow he was clearly um, a true example of nurturing and positivity that those in the video who knew him speak to and anyone should aspire to yeah a very talented and funny guy who across the continent sure as shit made and performed in work that brought me joy and so much more to his surviving family friends co-workers and collaborators all of whom i send my love to and rest in peace mark belated podcast birthday wishes to kate freund and kp parker who both celebrated their 25th birthdays this past week right i'm only basing that on how old they look happy birthday i don't know all the birthdays but i i want to shout out birthdays maybe someone could gather the birthday list of all thousands of you email it to me maybe just email me your birthday and mention the 101 show you're most proud of and i can i'll tie that in somehow what else Every Sunday on the Channel 101 Twitch is a stream of shows that screened in the month that gets discussed in the following Patreon podcast. Now that Patreon podcast is a weekly rundown of the Channel 101 screenings, i.e. episode one of the podcast regarded the first in 2003 and yesterday's episode 59 regarding the March 2010 screening and that with hosts Adam and Aaron in the company of MC Griffin who had a show in primetime that screening. Have I scared anyone away who uh, is listening and doesn't know what 101 is or how it works yet? Good. There's Frequency 101, which is like Channel 101, but audio only, as Mario mentioned earlier. Each month, you download two episodes. One is the 10 five-minute shows where you decide which five tickle you in all the right ways and vote for them with the link provided. And that gets followed up after each monthly Twitch broadcast with the results episode. Thanks for listening to uh, the second of hopefully an endless amount of Primetime flies episodes. It's uh, one-on-one profiles, bonding sessions, a well-deserved compliment shower if you need one. You know, you make this five-minute shit that lives in the hearts and minds of those who watch it forever. You make bread, fuck bread, and other show ideas. Come on and talk to me. Sorry for the late upload time this week. Stay tuned. Next week, I'll be chatting with Chase O. Mark from The Bachelor But with Dads. Stay staying. Bye bye. This podcast features music used with permission from the Holocene EP by Postmodern Machine. Available wherever you get bandcamp.com, but please visit postmodernmachine.com. This has been Primetime Flies, a Channel 101 podcast hosted by Todd Donald. Thanks for listening.